are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans at NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with you all on this Wednesday, a game day for your New Orleans Pelicans as they take on the Phoenix Suns in the Smoothie King Center. We'll preview that game in the third segment of today's show, but before we get to all of that and in tonight's game. I do want to touch on some of the things I said yesterday about making some changes. And I want to clarify one thing, but also give you guys a flip side of it too. I want to talk a little bit about the frustrations that Pelicans fans are feeling in the turn and the idea of being patient in a rebuild and why people maybe aren't being patient right now, myself to some degree included in this, and explain why I think a lot of that is coming forward. So let's dive into it all in today's edition of Locked On Pelicans. So yesterday I talked about how the Pelicans need to make changes and I don't mean firing the head coach. I don't mean firing David Griffin and I'm not going to call for any of that stuff, but changes to their lineups, changes to some of the rotations too. And you know what? If things just aren't going well, you may as well go on full on youth movement here and play guys that you think could be part of the future. As great as Willie Hernan Gomez played the other day, I don't really know if I need to see more of Willie Hernan Gomez. He's not going to be here in two years or, or in theory, not. Play Jackson Hayes, even if he struggles, right? Get him out there, help him grow, help him develop, and do all of those things. You can send him down to the G League, or you know what? Throw him out there on the NBA level and have him do it. There is a bit of a flip side to some of this stuff, though. The the full-on youth movement sounds great, right? Start Nah, start Kyra, throw, throw you know, Steven Adams out there, too. He can play. And then you've got B.I. and Zion, play Hayes heavy minutes, and figure out really what you have in these guys. But there, again, the flip side to that. So it, it isn't always the most effective thing. So if you played Hayes 30 minutes alongside Zion, is Zion really learning much during that? Those, those, those lineups have been bad. Those minutes with both of them out there defensively in particular are absolutely atrocious, partially because Jackson Hayes can't defend. Are you potentially doing a disservice to Zion by having teams key in on him more? focus on him at times and you saw the Kings do it to both of these guys in the game yesterday particularly on defense is that actually going to help Zion grow I'm not sure you know what like if you played just Zion out there against five guys on the other team one on five it forced him to do everything right and he'd face adversity and we'd need he'd need to get really good if they wanted to win that one on five game but that's not a realistic scenario right like that's not a realistic thing he's never going to be five guys you're throwing Jackson Hayes out there and those Jackson Hayes minutes are bad. I don't know if it's actually helping Zion. I don't know if it's actually helping Brandon Ingram. And maybe you are doing a bit of a disservice to those guys by running lineups like that. So maybe you do need to play a guy like Willie Hernan Gomez more minutes that are competent minutes from a big man just to ease the burden a little bit on Zion and let him do what he does best and kind of figure things out without teams being able to throw three, four, five guys at him at times. I think there's something to be said for that. So why I while I'd like to see the youth movement, I get why maybe it doesn't really do a whole lot of good. If you throw some weird lineups out there and then you've got non-shooters around Ingram, you know, what's, what's he going to learn from that? What's How's that going to help him, right? Oh, try and go score when no one else can score and teams just only need to focus in on you. I don't, I don't know if that's going to do much, you know? So 
I can see the idea behind not doing that and still trying to kind of find the right balance. I don't mean right balance of trying to thread the needle of being competitive and also trying to build for the future. You've got to kind of pick one or the other, but it doesn't mean you just kind of blow it up and go full on tank. There are negative consequences to that and repercussions that could last for a while. And also, what good does it do a guy like Jackson Hayes, who's, who's at times very clearly overmatched? Maybe he does need to play in the G League and get those minutes against talent that is at his level in terms of quality NBA, you know, in NBA players, but he has the higher ceiling and over time it should improve. And I think there is something to be said for that. So maybe they don't need to go full on youth movement, but instead it's trying to find the right balance of still mainly planning for the future, but putting the right, maybe successful lineups out there. But regardless, something needs to change because the Pelicans haven't been putting the right type of lineups out there, successful lineups out there. And at this point, they are doing a disservice to most of the guys on the roster because when you look at this and Zion you know, doesn't play the entirety of a fourth quarter, he doesn't play the final five minutes of a game, of a close game, what, what good's that doing, right? Like that's where they need to make immediate changes. Also, it's not like it's helping them win with the plan that they're doing. So you may as well play your best players and see if that actually does it. But some things have to change. But maybe, maybe I wanted to clarify it doesn't need to be as drastic as just play all the young guys. So in the next segment, I want to talk a little bit about why this is frustrating even though the Pelicans are in a rebuild and I kind of uh, thought about this a lot talked to a couple people yesterday as well so I want to dive into that with you all in the next segment so that's coming up here on Locked on Pelicans but before we get to that today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by CBDMD the holidays are finally behind us which means it's time to catch up on some much needed sleep and even though getting a good night's sleep is much easier said than done our good friends at CBDMD have exactly what you need to sleep harder than NBA media is sleeping on DeAndre Hunter CBD, uh, CBDPM blends 500 milligrams of high quality CBD with melatonin, valerian root, chamomile and other sleep promoting ingredients to create a powerful and effective sleep aid if you want to relax a little before bed, their new CBD bath salts fuse superior CBD with Epsom, Dead Sea, and Himalayan salts to turn any bath into a luxurious experience. And they're available in lavender or eucalyptus scents, as well as soothing nighttime blend with melatonin and calming herbs. I use CBD for my dog. High stress, she freaks out, needs a lot of attention, has a lot of trouble calming down. Started her giving her started giving her CBD treats. Does a world of difference. It's like it's a different animal, and she must be just a little bit better. So to make it even easier to get the year started off right, CBDMD is offering all of our listeners 25% off your next order when you use promo code NBA at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com, promo code NBA for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD products from CBDMD. So I'm covering everything you need to know about the Pelicans, but what about the rest of sports like all sports? And now the Locked On Today podcast network has you covered there with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today, the, the newest podcast of the Locked On Podcast Network, wherever you get your podcasts from. All right, so before we talk a little bit about the rebuild and why what the Pelicans are going through, through is so frustrating, you, you just heard me do the CBDMD ad. And so sometimes I go a little bit Ron Burgundy and just read the copy that's presented in front of me from our sponsors. By the way, support the sponsors of the show. They pay, and that means I do the podcast because I'm not going to work for free. Um, so keep that in mind when you hear all the ads in there. And also leave a five-star review. I haven't made a request for that in a while. If you're a new listener, you've been with me for a while, you've never left a review, go to iTunes or wherever you get your podcast, leave a 
five-star review with like a quick comment. Takes you all of 30 seconds. Really supports the show. I don't need to go into all the technical reasons why, but it actually really makes a difference. So throw in a couple of good reviews in there. If a couple of you want to go and do that, would be greatly appreciated. But you heard me say, uh, harder than the NBA media is sleeping on DeAndre Hunter, who's a player on the Hawks. And I just found that hilarious that whoever wrote the copy for CBDMD is such a big Hawks fan. They managed to throw that in there just as a reference to get some love for their player, which is just kind of one of those little things that makes me laugh. And I almost, uh, I had to do a second take of that one after reading that because it was so funny to me. But anyway, that's a side side note here. So the, the rebuild that the Pelicans are going through, and that's what it is. We can call it that now. We can clearly see they, they tried to not have it be a rebuild. They weren't good enough for to not be a rebuild. So so we're going to call it a rebuild and feel a little bit better. And I've seen people frustrated that the Pelicans are losing, right? You lose in a rebuild. It shouldn't be that frustrating. The problem is with a couple of things. One, if this team is in a rebuild, and we said they are, it feels like they should be better than they are now. And I think that's a big part of the problem. But look, there's a lot of extenuating circumstances that I think are making it worse. But it definitely seems like the Pelicans should be better than they are. Brandon Ingram was an all-star last year. Zion has been improving to some degree and still looks really good even if he wasn't to be improving. All of that means like this team should be better. And they're not. The other part of it, and I talked about this on the show last week a little bit too, it doesn't seem like Jackson Hayes is working out, right? Again, he, you know, he, he's got like a full season under his belt around this point, but that's about it. It feels like he should be further along. Same for Nikhil Alexander-Walker. And even if that isn't actually the truth, it feels like they should be. And I think that's one of the reasons why people are disappointed. So they want to go in and make a move for a guy like Bradley Beal or others. Look, I would too. But that's how you do end up in a bit of a trap. And I think that's how you end up kind of repeating the mistakes that the team did under Anthony Davis. You end up doing that. It doesn't work because you just moved a little too quickly and not everything was kind of lined up. And then your star player wants to leave. But also your star players are going to want out if they're not winning. And I was talking to Sharif Aishak, good friend of WDSU, um, who's been on the show before and I've been on there a good bunch. We were talking about this. And one of the things I mentioned that, you know, you've got to look at sometimes just keeping people happy. And so, but with your star players, some of this means like maybe you're just not a title contending team. If you look at the Portland Trailblazers, Damian Lillard is happy there. He signed contract after contract and there's no reason to think he's going to leave anytime soon. He's never wanted out. He's made the playoffs seven straight years. They've never, ever been a team that you've thought is going to have a chance really at winning the NBA finals, unless they get some massive injury luck, but you're not going to kind of factor that in. And he's thrilled there. And that team's fun and everything's good. So even having that here in New Orleans would be great, but you've got to start winning somewhere, right? And I think that's why a lot of people are frustrated. They're just not. They should be. It's always wait till next year. Even if it's a new regime and you can't hold them accountable for the mistakes and all of the stuff before and the clock resets with it, it feels like this team should be better. And when David Griffin came in and had a bunch of picks, he nailed Zion, obviously, the other two not working out. But picks do take about three years or so to really kind of evaluate and determine if that was a hit or a miss. So it's still probably a little bit too early to kind of rush to judgment on this team. But still, they have Zion, they have BI, they should be better, and it's frustrating that they're not. And people want to win, they're tired of losing, even if it's a new regime, it's the same fan base. 
I don't know if a lot of people necessarily care about that. And that's something that the organization can either pay attention to or not. And they're choosing to not pay attention to that, which I think is fine. Something, though, to kind of keep in mind as we go forward in what's been a pretty frustrating season. Yeah, by the way, Jackson Hayes going into tonight's game has exactly played 82 games. So he has played a full season now. Um, so I think when I look at this, I'm of two minds about it. Like, yeah, you, you, the people who are like, be patient are, are right. 100%. It's a rebuild. This takes some time. But at the same point, the people who are like, this team sucks. This should be better are also right. Both things can be true. And I think, you know, when, when people are having discussions on Twitter about this stuff, it's, it's, you don't look at it like that. You also only have a limited amount of characters when this stuff needs probably a little bit more nuance and a little bit more discussion here in this sort of stuff, which is nice that the podcast can do it. So, it's a frustrating situation all around, but not all hope is lost. But look, I don't know if Nikhil Alexander-Walker is going to be a core piece going forward. I, I, I truly don't really see it out of him a ton, though maybe that can change. And I was reminded of what, a lot of this by watching Colin Sexton recently. I think he's re- been really, really good this year for the uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers. He was one of the worst players in the NBA like two seasons ago, a year ago. Dude was just flat out atrocious. Like all the numbers, all of the metrics, even the eye test, everything said like this guy isn't good. And then he exploded this year fairly unexpectedly. That can happen. Sometimes it just clicks for a player two, three, four years in. I think that's kind of happened to Colin Sexton. I'm not saying it's going to happen to Jackson Hayes or Nikhil Alexander-Walker, but it's also part of the reason why, even if I don't think they're playing well right now, and they're not, that I'm ready to kind of rule them out. So when I said you could trade anyone on the roster, not Brandon Ingram, Zion, or Kyra, you know, I wouldn't trade those two dudes if I don't have to. If I have a chance to keep them, I may as well, right? Unless I'm giving them up for some sort of other young guy that I'm like, okay, good, good deal. But I don't think that's going to kind of materialize. So I think it's worth looking at those guys and keeping them and still playing them and trying to see if it will end up clicking and doing everything you can do to make it click for them. But still, it's disappointing. Like this team should be better. You shouldn't continue to blow leads in the fourth quarter. You've got to kind of get that stuff straight. We shouldn't see the same mistakes over and over and over again. But that's where goes back to what we talked about yesterday in the first segment. Changes need to happen. and Maybe that reverses some of the course of all of this. So today's episode of Locked on Pelicans brought to you by BetOnline.ag. The Super Bowl is here. Prop bets all around. There's NBA games every single night. I'm watching a lot of them. I know you're watching a lot of them. I think I'm a smart NBA guy. You know, clearly I'm here um, and on the Locked on NBA podcast on Wednesdays. You know, sometimes you're just watching those games, you're kind of bored, but you know enough about it, so you may as well make it a little bit more interesting. So go place a wager on it, and there's only one place to do that, and only one place that I make my bets online, and that's betonline.ag. And if you sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code Locked On, you're going to get a 50% welcome bonus. You deposit $100 in there, they're going to give you $50. It's like you just won a bet, and you didn't even do anything other than sign up. They've got the uh, all, all the prop bets for the Super Bowl you could imagine. Every single game in college basketball, in the NBA, and all of the prop bets to make everything just a little bit more interesting. I've already got my money on heads in the Super Bowl for the coin flip. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action and don't forget, use the promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. 
So March Madness is just around the corner, but the future of the NBA is on display right now. Get a head start on next year's draft analysis by subscribing to Chad Ford's NBA Big Board podcast. Draft guru Chad Ford, the GOAT, has his first Big Board of the year out with profiles of Cade Cunningham, Jalen Suggs, and Evan Mobley, plus a whole bunch more. And look, given the way the Pelican season is going, might be time to start paying attention to some of those names. So subscribe to Chad Ford's NBA Big Board podcast wherever you get your podcasts. So it's a game day as your New Orleans Pelicans take on the Phoenix Suns, Devin Booker and Chris Paul. Um, the game that Chris Paul just had against the Dallas Mavericks, which basically he closed out and and closed the door on the Mavs here, makes you wonder about the alternate universe where the Pelicans traded for Chris Paul to add him to this team instead of the move they did bringing in Steven Adams and all of that stuff. Um, Because he's been really, really good. The people who thought he was washed up uh, look pretty foolish right now. He had 34 points, nine assists, nine rebounds against the Dallas Mavericks the other night um, and kind of helped them close the door. Devin Booker had 24 in that game. And that game was fun. Um, this team is pretty good. Devin Booker, 23 points per game. Um, also chipping in four assists, three rebounds. He's shooting the three ball pretty well, 36% from deep on pretty significant attempts. It's over six per game. Chris Paul's chipping in 16 and a half points per game, you know, just nine assists and five boards per oh yeah he's also um doing pretty good for them and then they do have um mccall bridges there uh basically 15 points per game ayton's chipping in 15 and 13 or sorry 14 and 13 per game and then cam johnson off the bench has been pretty good for them as well firing up 11 points per game it's a bonnie williams coach team so they're good defensively and they're like just good enough offensively it's about what to expect from them but they do that defensively they're one of the better teams teams in the league on that side of the ball in the top five falling fifth they force you to play a lot of isolation like they limit ball movement and they force you to play a lot of one-on-one and that leads to bad shot selection for their opponent so teams shoot pretty poorly against them which isn't really a great recipe for new orleans right now look at the end of the game against um the as as i completely blank on everything the other game there we go and all of the isolation ball the kings and all the isolation ball that went on and just the lack of a cohesive offensive game plan you you might be in for that all game here i'm not a big believer in this pelicans club right now and with the way the phoenix suns play defense they don't force you into turnovers or anything like that so new orleans maybe gets enough offense to really stay in it to some degree but they're gonna force you to play one-on-one to take just threes off the dribble things like that and that's not the way the pelicans are really going to succeed in this one and they do a good job also the suns do of at least contesting three-point shots and forcing teams to miss from that side of things it's gonna be tough you're gonna need to slow down devin booker and given what we just saw from deer and fox i don't know if i have a whole lot of faith in eric bledsoe or lonzo ball to do it less more, more faith in ball less faith in eric bledsoe for a game like this I don't know. Not a believer in this Pelicans team right now, though. Don't really think that we should be, but you got to play. They're at home. That can at least be a good thing. But yeah, this this Suns team, while their record doesn't look amazing at 11 and 8, I think they're starting to play some pretty good basketball and they're coming in on a three game or on a two game winning streak right now. Sorry, three game winning streak right now looking to make it four games. Just a little bit more depth than what New Orleans has. Um, New Orleans is really going to need Steven Adams battling on the boards against Aiton. And then you've got to figure out what to do with Booker and, of course, Chris Paul, who can still pull the strings and does not look washed 
anymore. It's going to be fun welcoming him back. It's always fun to watch Chris Paul play. There you go. That's the Phoenix Suns. That's uh, maybe how this game's going to go. We'll see about this one, though. Of course, you still got to play it. So that's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all very much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with you all tomorrow to recap the game.